This life-changing message is brought to you by Strong Christian Church, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Pray that by your spirit, we receive your word that will save our souls. Thank you for forgiveness. And thank you for your blessing that abounds in our life and upon us each day. Thank you that by your spirit, Lord, our feet will be planted on your path of righteousness. And no weapon of the enemy that is fashioned against us shall prosper. We shall not be deceived by the enemy. But through your spirit, light shall come into our lives and we shall be guided by the light that comes from you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. I believe that by the grace of God, this morning has met us and God has granted us the opportunity to hear his word. And uh, I want to continue on the subject of repentance and try to round it up. But it is important that we understand what repentance is. And for those of you who have not been coming to church, I would advise you to get the message and listen to it because it will help you greatly and it will advance your life and it will make your Christianity bring into your life what is intended for. Amen. Good. So... We have said that to repent means to change, to make a U-turn, and it's in relationship to God. It's in connection with God. You repent towards God. In other words, you change your mind about God. You change your mind about his role in your life. You change your mind about what your life is meant for. Amen. And the, the story that classically explains to us in depth about repentance is actually Luke chapter 15. The Bible tells that a certain man, Luke chapter 15 verse 11, Jesus tells us of a certain man who had two sons. And one of them, the younger said to his father, give me the portion of good that followed to me. And he divided them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, this story is, you know, it's a summary of what took place. But if you look at the steps that took place, you can analyze the mind that was behind it. First of all, for the, son, for the younger son to ask for his portion and therefore depart from the father's environment tells you that he didn't agree to the father's agenda for him. He didn't agree to the father's agenda. 
He didn't agree to the father's leadership. He didn't agree to the father's plans that he was leading them, I mean, by which he was leading them. So he left. And when he left, he demonstrated by going far away from the father. It's the same thing that Adam and Eve did. You know, Adam and Eve decided that whatever purpose God has for them and whatever it is, it was not necessary. It, 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 is, it disadvantages them. So when Satan came with the idea that actually eating the fruit will make you wiser, knowing good and evil, and be like God, they found it to be a great idea. Because whatever they've been doing up until now, probably depending on what God has, God has instructed, and they always have to look up to God for direction and everything. So similarly, you see something similar with the prodigal son. But you see, when, so the prodigal son had, had his mind, had his mind, but then life offered him events and situations, offered him an alternative message. And he came to realize from that alternative message that his father's house is a better place to be. His father's house is a better place to be. So what it is is that people, or we repent, we can repent. Let me put it this way. We can repent when we come to the realization that life with us as everything in other words, I am my God, I am my everything. As against life with God as my God. When we come to that realization that me being the God of my life puts me in the worst situation. It disadvantages me as against God being the God of my life. When we come to that realization, that is when we can change our mind and say, I prefer to be under God. I prefer to be under God. And most of us, unfortunately, we have been brought to church, but our minds did not repent because we, we were not presented properly with the facts that lay before us in terms of walking our own way, doing our own things. But some of us have a good enough experience. When you didn't listen to anybody, you wanted to live your own life. And, and what life offered you? And you realize that now that you are in Christ, your life is better. Things are different. Yeah. Amen. So repentance is very easy and it becomes clear. When you can see clearly how wrong you were. Do you get it? And sometimes even in the house and sometimes even in relationship, in friendship, when you see clearly you're wrong, you don't continue to fight unless you are just proud. But most people... Why are you laughing? Why are you smiling? Now somehow they put the camera on you. Do you want to tell us something? That sometimes you prolong the fight even though you have the truth and you realize that you are wrong. Because if you, if you, if you accept that you are wrong, you have to say sorry. And you know, sorry is not it's a, it's a very simple word. It's a two-syllable word, sorry. But it's very, it's very difficult for a lot of people to say. 
So sometimes people still resist situations where the, the answer is evident. Amen. But you see, with repentance, when you realize, the Bible says, when he came to himself, he says, and when he, verse 17, and when he came to himself, he came to himself by realization that ah, it is better in my father's house. Even servants have it far better than being my own self that now I'm feeding pigs and the pigs will not even show me kindness. Hallelujah. So it's important for us to understand this. And some, it helps us also when you read the Bible to look at yourself, the nature of man and how low and how depraved we are as you see it in others. It helps you to also now realize how it is wise to be under God. Amen. And that will make you a stable Christian and you will never go back to your vomitus. You will never go back to the old way. Many people backslide because they did not realize their true state. Many people backslide because they do not realize their true state. Do you think this prodigal son would want to go back again to be his own boss? No. Because he, he came to himself. He realized that he has, been, he has been stupid. Excuse me to say. He has not been wise. And therefore, as he came home, he was not even asking to be a son. He says, I just want to be a servant. But the father said, you are not a servant. You are a son. Amen. Good. So we see that when we really realize our true state, it makes it easy for us to always stay with God. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes, we are tempted to go back because we have not realized our true state. Secondly, we are tempted to go back because under God, we, we feel we have challenges. Under God, we feel we have challenges. We feel we are restricted. But it's because we don't know what those restrictions actually do for us. That is why we want to break free. And it, sometimes it turns out very sad. You, you become, you regret. You regret. And my prayer for you and my prayer for myself is that we will stay repented or we will stay repentant in our walk with God all the days of our lives. Amen. Good. Now, the other thing that I want to mention today about repentance is that, you see, the Bible says that, or is that, Repentance is a foundational doctrine. Hebrews chapter, chapter 5. And it would explain why many of us are not receiving the promises of God as outlined in the Bible. The greatest promise of God is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit, and we are not receiving Him and enjoying His manifestation, the power, the wisdom in our lives because of our problem, our foundational problem, or because of a problem with our foundation. The Holy Spirit does not come for you to tell Him what to do, the Holy Spirit comes in your life and operates in your life to do what God has planned for your life. He comes to lead you. He comes to guide you. He comes to help you. He comes to teach you. You don't, you don't, 
He's not, the Holy Spirit is not at our beck and call where we say, Holy Spirit, use your power to do this, open this door. No. He will use his power to open the door if opening the door is essential to your life. And he will use his power to close the door if closing the door is essential to your life and is essential to the purpose for which he has come or he's present in your life. He's in, he's in your life to do God's will, not your will. Hallelujah. I hope we are understanding this. Now, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10, or let's, let's even start. He was, the, 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 he was talking about Jesus from the beginning. He says, for every high priest is taken from among men, is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. And so on and so on. And verse 5, he says, I hope it's on the screen, because I'm not seeing it here, so I hope it's on the screen. Hebrews chapter 5, I, I, verse 5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, Today I have begotten thee. In other words, his Christ becoming the high priest is, is ordained of God. And then verse, verse, verse 8, it says, Though he were a son, yet lend he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect or complete, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all men that obey him. He's the author of, of eternal salvation unto all men or all them that obey him. Do you get it? Now, the condition is obey him. You can never obey somebody that you have not accepted that the person must lead you. It's difficult to obey when you have not surrendered completely to the person. So that is why repentance is a change of mind, accepting God as God, having confidence in his decisions, and accepting whatever he says and whatever he does as right. I hope you're understanding it. Now, so there was a call of God and high priest after the order of men. Of whom? Now, the verse 11. It says, of whom? That's Jesus. We have many things to say. And hard to be uttered, seeing ye are down of hearing. Now, there's a lot we want to tell you about Jesus, but we can't say it because of the state in which you are. And then he goes and says, for, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. You know, in other words, your basics are still not there. After a long time, when your basics are supposed to be there, they are not there. Therefore, the absence of the basics makes it difficult to build on. So, the Bible tells us that. It says, there are many things we want to talk to you about, but we can't talk to you about because we can see clearly that we must teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such have need of milk and not of strong meat. And then, chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, 
Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection from the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now, you know, you can depend on how you understand the Bible. You can read it as if we will come back to do the foundational doctrines again, if God permits. No. That's not what he's saying. He says, let us go on to perfection. Let us go on to perfection. But, or let us go on to maturity. But to go on to maturity, God has to permit. I said, to go on to maturity, God has to permit. But what would make God permit depends on the proper foundation that is laid. Basically, basically, we, 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 I say this we will do if God permits. In other words, let us go on to maturity. But God has to permit our maturity. And the permission of our maturity depends on if our foundation has been laid and has been laid well. So many Christians are not moving on to maturity because our foundations are not laid well. So we are not experiencing the, the different dimensions of the Holy Spirit. We are not experiencing the, the, the manifestation of the power of God in our lives because our foundation upon which the rest of the world will be built is faulty. And you realize that of the foundation, the first one, the first foundation that was mentioned is the foundation of repentance from dead works. Dead works are works that relate to what we do for ourselves and not what, what we do for God. Then the next one is of faith towards God. But you see, if you have not repented, you can't have faith towards God. Before we come to baptism, which explains to us what we are committing to in terms of our relationship with Jesus. That's water baptism and, and the Holy Ghost baptism. And then the laying on of hands, the power that gets transmitted when an anointed person lays their hands on you. And then the resurrection from the dead and what it entails. And then of eternal judgment. These are basic foundations. But you realize that, unfortunately, because of our worldliness and our itchy ears, these things are not even talked about in our churches anymore. We prepare sermons of how God is going to bless you, of how God is going to take you higher through confessions and all those. You see, those things is great. 
But what is the use of a window when the building has not come up? What is the use of that nice bathroom tiles when the building has not come up because there's no foundation? All these wonderful blessings that we have in Jesus would come to you if you and I would make sure that our foundation is laid. Because you see, when your foundation is right, every step you take becomes easy. Every step you take becomes easy. And I believe that today God is speaking to us to lay our foundations properly. So let us go deep into the message of repentance, what it means, how we are expected to act, how it must reflect in our lives, and how we must constantly remind ourselves that I am not my own. I have been bought with the price. I belong to Jesus. And therefore, Jesus is the Lord of my life, and Jesus will rule my life, not myself, not my will, but the will of Jesus. Not what I want, but what Jesus wants. When you wake up in the morning, where does Jesus feature in your life? I hope you understand. And you see, the, the reason why we are struggling is because the foundation is not there. Many relationships and many marriages suffer because the foundation for marriage is not there. The basis of the union is not there. Many people go into marriage for different agendas. We don't sit back to ask ourselves, what is the reason for the creation of marriage or for what purpose was marriage created? Am I ready and am I willing to be involved in that purpose? So we, it, it leads us to, it, it, for most people, marriage becomes a pain for them. If you were to ask a lot of old people about marriage, the, the right up they will come up with, you will not want to marry if it was not for the natural desire for the opposite sex that you have. And the fact that you want to be a Christian and, 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 and keep yourself a clean member of the body of Christ. Most people will not marry. And it is coming from when the foundation is up. In fact, Psalm 11 verse 3 says it well. Psalm 11 verse 3. It says that if the foundation be destroyed, so in this case, if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, the righteous is supposed to do a lot. But there's nothing the righteous can do without a good foundation. Our lives cannot do what is meant to do without a good foundation. A good foundation of repentance, a good foundation of faith, a good foundation of baptism, a good foundation of laying on of hands, a good foundation of uh, 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 resurrection, a good foundation of eternal judgment. These things, we don't talk about them anymore. And the cost of it, the cost of it is that 
God is not permitting our building to come up. And our lives is deprived of all the blessings that is waiting for us. So as I round up, I want to encourage myself and you. I mean, you and I, because as I'm preaching, it is not minus me. It is all of us. We need to make sure that our foundation is clear and is solid. When it is solid, we will mature. God will permit us to go on to maturity. God will permit us to go on to a place where our works don't fall to the ground, where we stand and command demons and they obey us, where we speak to situations and they change according to what we have proclaimed. And you see, don't, it is never true that the power of God is for some people. No. The power of God and the manifestation of God is for everybody who calls on the name of the Lord. But our foundation must be right so that God would permit us to go on to maturity. And you see, the Bible tells us that unless you mature, I think it's Galatians 4 or something, that as long as you are a child, you, are, you, are, you don't differ from a servant. In other words, the things that are meant for your life, the things that are meant for my life, we will not experience it, not because it is not ours, but it's because we have not matured to take possession of it. I mean, some of you, if the Holy Spirit was to move in your life and the way you speak, I'm sure you would have killed seven people every morning. Oh yes, you would have killed a lot of people. Because when, the, when you get angry, you say, in the, I kill you in the name of Jesus. I'm sure some of you would have killed so many people, including your bosses and even some of you, your spouses or your beloveds. Because you can't handle power. You will misuse it. But you see, a person who is very mature doesn't misuse power. They are able to handle it well. Let, let, let's look at Galatians chapter 4. I think it's Galatians 4. Verse 1. Can somebody read another version, a simple version for us? Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. This is what I am saying. When young children inherit all that their father owned, they are still no different from his slaves. It doesn't matter that they own everything. While they are children, they must obey those who are chosen to care for them. But when they reach the age of the father, the age that the father set, verse 1 in another version, in different versions, so that we can we can we can have a good understanding of the verse, what it means. So you see, having or laying the foundation should be our focus. Because it is when the foundation is right that the next and the next and the next will be added. And I tell you, our we will truly be the kings and priests we were made to be. So Read, read, read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. So we should be finished with the beginning lessons about Christ. We should not have to keep going back to where we started. We began our new life 
by turning away from the evil we did in the past and by believing in God. That's when we were taught about baptisms, laying hands on people, the resurrection of those who have died, and the final judgment. Now, we need to go forward to more mature teachings. And that's what we will do if God allows. Say it again. The last part says that. Now we need now to, we go, need forward to go forward to more mature, more things, mature things, mature teaching. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Verse 3, Verse and that's three. what we that's will what do we'll if, do God, if allows. God allows. If God allows. It's not if your pastor allows. It's not, it's not if we allow. But you see, God has to allow. But God will not allow something to be built on a foundation that is not right. Are you understanding why it is important for you and I to make sure we have solid Christian foundations? And this teaching should never be boring to us because it is actually the doorway to our prosperity. It is actually the doorway to the wisdom of God that is abundant in our lives. So I want to encourage you and I together that let us spend our energy and let us spend our time on the basic things that is involved in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I tell you, we shall be blessed. Your words will not fall to the ground. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, bringing forth fruit in your season. Your leaves will never wither, and whatsoever you do, it shall prosper, because God will be allowing you to go in unto maturity, unto maturity. Every level will bring you a new level of blessings. Every level will bring you a new level of revelations. Every level will bring you a new level of divine provision and divine power into your life. And that is your portion. That is my portion. I am determined, I am determined to go on, to experience what Jesus said. And those that shall believe on me, in my name, they shall cast out demons. They shall, they shall, they shall heal the sick. They shall do everything. And that is what I want to see. That is my prayer. And I know that as I lay my foundations properly, and as I get my things right, God by his spirit will move me on from maturity onto maturity, from one level to another level. And I'll see all these wonders and all these great things in my life before I go to my grave. And I know that that shall be your story. And whatever is fighting you, whatever is distracting you, whatever means by which the enemy is deceiving you to prevent you from focusing on laying your good foundation. Today I pray, the Lord will have mercy on you. You shall be delivered from every curse of this life. You shall be delivered from every situation that is holding you back. Sometimes it may be your past problems. It may be issues that you have had as in your childhood days. I set you free from each of those problems so that you can have the mind and the concentration and the effort to lay the foundation that will permit that will that will cause God to permit 
your maturity so that you see the power of God. You will have dreams and visions of things that is yet to come. And it shall guide you in everything that you do. You shall not fall by the same junction again, but you shall overcome the enemy at whatever he throws at you because God is on your side and is maturing you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us, let us rise to our feet and pray. Let us rise to our feet and pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Stay in touch by following our social media platforms at Strong Christian Church.